I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's that? A Tory Slee story? It must be a day ending in Y. Who's the latest one then? So it's this dude called Scott Benton. He's a particularly charming example of a Tory, if you don't mind me saying so. We'll come on to that. Now, Benton's been caught out by a sting operation. Let's just have a little look at this clip. We vote in House Commons two or three times a day. The Minister has to pass you, and then you've got ten minutes while you walk around to the next vote mm. to have his ear. There's written questions as well where we can table things on the public record and get an instant response within five working days. And thirdly, uh, we have access to papers and information which PR companies mm. Oof. So, to sum it up, he reportedly offered to lobby ministers at the behest of the gambling industry when there is a government review of gambling laws currently going on, and to leak a confidential policy document, all for the princely sum of four grand a month. Now, this was the Times newspaper pretending to be a fake investment fund. They approached eight MPs seeking an expert advisor. Some of them were clearly not stupid enough to fall for that one. Um, so he said he'd call in favour some other Tory politicians, and as you can hear, emphasised he could get easy access to ministers, when they're waiting to vote in Parliament. He read out one question he'd submitted on behalf of one business, essentially, though he didn't say whether he received a financial reward for doing so. And he said he could guarantee he could pass on a copy of the white paper. Um, it was just important to sum up what we've what we've uh, listened to. Um, on gambling law, changes at least two days before it's publicly available. Now, the House of Commons Code of Conduct says... Taking payment in return for advocating a particular matter in the House is strictly forbidden. Members may not speak in the House, vote or initiate parliamentary proceedings for payment in cash or kind. That's to stop the entire democratic system being overtly corrupted. Now, let's be fair to Benton here. In a statement to the Times, he said he'd contacted the Commons authorities after the meeting to seek advice because he was concerned that what was being asked of me was not within parliamentary rules and said there'd be no further contact and claimed he did so before discovering they were journalists and said he agreed to meet with the two supposed would-be clients and discover what the role entailed and that uh, there was evidence he was trying to follow the MP's code of conduct like not providing his CV when asked. I think I've been pretty reasonably fair there. Let's just take a little look at the wider points. Um, now, firstly, there's the power of the gambling industry, the gambling lobby, and then there's more broadly, of course, that of corporate power and the corruption of our democracy. The moral corruption, at the very least, um, because, you know, what's legally corrupt and morally corrupt, they're not the same thing, in the same way as what's moral and what's legal are also not synonymous. Now, it's easy to dump on Scott Benton and maybe even enjoyable. So actually, let's just continue that for a bit. Um, so this guy's got some particularly unpleasant right-wing politics. Uh, he's a big Boris Johnson stan. Don't think I need to say any more than that. He's anti-choice and he supports a death penalty in certain circumstances. He once signed a letter accusing the National Trust of being coloured by cultural Marxism conspiracy theory dogma because of a report on links between colonialism and properties owned by the National Trust. You shouldn't use the term cultural Marxism. Anyone in the know knows that that is frequently associated with anti-Semitic 
conspiracy theories. Now, in 2021, Benton was found by the Parliamentary Commissioner for Standards to broken parliamentary rules by not registering paid work in the correct time frame. Now, the same year, The Guardian found that he was one of nine MPs who'd accepted hospitality from betting and gambling companies, including tickets to Wimbledon, two Euro 2020 football games and Royal Ascot. One of those tickets alone was worth around three and a half grand. Now, he's certainly been an enthusiastic cheerleader of the betting industry, recording a video back in 2021 uh, for the Betting and Gaming Council, which represents the betting and gambling industry, basically going on about how great William Hill and its betting shops are, which I think many of us would object to, given those betting shops often located in deprived areas and, well, we'll come on to the problems with the gambling industry and why this matters. What what matters is last year, when he was called out um, by someone on Twitter for accepting gambling hospitality, uh, Benton responded, I think really taking it on board, very mature. Obviously, we expect the highest standards from our parliamentarians. He responded by suggesting the individual was fat. Lovely stuff, very mature. Now, it is frankly a travesty that constituency um, in Blackpool, which is one of the poorest towns in the country, is represented by this man. Though, personally, I, I doubt that will be for very much longer. But, but more broadly, when we talk about the power of the gambling in, in, industry, uh, you know, this is important because we live in a country in which there are 430,000 people who are believed to have addictions to gambling, uh, and that can destroy lives. It plays a role in driving some tragically to suicide. It includes one in every 29 children who are believed to have a betting addiction or show signs of developing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, I spoke to my good friend, Matt Zab cousin, who himself previously suffered from gambling addiction, and he founded Cleanup Gambling and co-founded the app Gambon, which blocks access to online gambling sites on your phone and computer. Do check that out, by the way, if you think it would help. Anyway, he sent me a spreadsheet of Tory Labour MPs who accepted hospitality from the gambling industry. And we're talking, you know, tickets worth thousands. It was back in 2021, I should add. It was like Tory Esther McVeigh. She had three tickets which together were worth thousands, including to Wembley. Neil Coyle, the Labour MP. Uh, I don't want to talk about Neil Coyle. Uh, two rugby tickets worth two and a half grand. Uh, Philip Davies, thousands of pounds worth of tickets. He's a Tory MP, actually the partner of Esther McVeigh. So they've... They've had a great time, uh, thanks to the hospitality of the gambling industry. Also, there's this guy called Keir Starmer. Uh, he's leader of the Labour Party, unfortunately. And his leadership campaign received donations from Peter Coates, who founded the gambling, the betting company, uh, Bet365. 
oh, I know someone go, oh, no, you're, oh, you're critiquing the Labour leader. If you don't like it, just unfollow me because I'm going to keep scrutinising all frontline politicians. And so like it or leave it. Um, now, these MPs will no doubt all go, well, look, just because we're accepting money from um, uh, sorry, hospitality, let's talk about the, the MPs who accepted hospitality. Just because we're accepting hospitality from the betting and gambling industry doesn't mean we're in their pockets. Now, what I'd like to consider you to consider is this. Why do the betting and gambling industry, indeed other industries for that matter, spend so much time giving free hospitality to MPs rather than, I don't know, nurses, teachers, train drivers? Is it because they just really, really like politicians? They think they have ever such a hard time. They only get paid £86,000 a year or so, putting them in the top 2% of earners. Um, they deserve the chance to let their hair down at our expense, have a bit of fun. Why not? Where's the harm in that? Yeah, or do they think maybe, they think to themselves, we should go on a charm offensive with politicians, and if we do so, we're more likely to be looked upon more favourably and we'll be able to expand our influence in the political elite. Is that not the rational calculation being made by the industry, regardless of what those MPs are telling themselves or telling us? What do you think the aims are exactly of providing hospitality to politicians, often at vast expense? You see, MPs are bombarded with gifts and hospitality from various companies. And we can see the case of Benton is accepted hospitality from the gambling and betting industry and is also open to making money by offering to potentially lobby for them. And there was a wider point about democracy here, because, look, being an MP is not a job. It's often described as such. It's a service. It's a public duty. They're very different things. Now, being an MP until the beginning of the 20th century wasn't paid. And that was a bad thing, because it meant it made it much harder for working class people to stand as politicians, because it meant those with money could stand. Uh, but whilst working class people had to be sponsored and funded by trade unions, for example, but it, it meant a much higher bar based on your income. And that changed and they were given a stipend and gradually um, a, prop, a proper salary. But that salary now is what, it's about 86 grand a year. It puts them in the top 2% or so of earners. And if they're a minister, they get even more. Now, they don't need to be taking on other jobs, not just because actually it detracts from their jobs as being constituency MPs, uh, they should be fighting for their constituents. That's one of the key functions of a parliamentarian. But also because it corrupts our democracy, because it, it expands the power of corporate interests, of private interests. That's why they spend money on MPs, getting them to do second jobs or giving them hospitality or whatever. They, they do that because they think to themselves, well, we'd be able to game the democratic system. That's why they're doing it. And you might go, well, maybe the MPs won't. Oh, blah, blah. But obviously, for example, if an MP gets a second job with a private consultancy firm or whatever, or a private company, that private company thinks because we've got politicians on our uh, payrolls, we'll be able to have more influence over the democratic system. That's what that's what's happening. And that is bad for our democracy. And, you know, we do have a democracy with caveats, as I often describe it. We have elections and all the rest of it. But we obviously have a country in which private interests wield huge power from a privately run, uh, from the newspaper industry, which is run by a very few uh, select right-wing moguls, uh, to PR companies, to lobbyists, to donations to political parties, uh, to the revolving door between being a politician and these private interests. That gives these private corporate interests big, big power over how our democracy functions. And that is, if you care about democracy, something you should fight. Please like, subscribe, and do support us on patreon.com. I'll see you in a bit. Small details are big surfaces. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.